Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and today's episode's a little different than my usual format. I'm going to be speaking with three different photo editors, Jane Yeomans from Bloomberg Businessweek, Sasha Lecca from Rolling Stone, and Jesse Ryder from Wine Enthusiast Magazine. In this podcast, I kind of just talk to each photo editor about how they've been approaching assigning work during the COVID-19 pandemic, um, some of the different challenges they've encountered, um, just kind of what they've learned, and just kind of offered up some tips to photographers about how to approach um, this shooting assignments and finding work during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Because I know myself, I've just been trying to figure out how to navigate this new world we're living in. Um, So I was excited to talk to them, just kind of hear their experience. So I hope you guys like it and kind of learn something. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening and take care. All right. Well, uh, Jane Yeomans, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? How's life? Crazy last three months. Good. Yeah, it's um, as I was saying to somebody this week, it's kind of an insane time just one to be on planet Earth and to be a human being. But um, I'm certainly appreciative to work for a news outlet that um, enables us to be able to keep working and keep hiring people. And honestly, I have never been so busy and I have never assigned and licensed so much photography, I think, as I have since March. Wow. So you, that's one question I was going to ask you is like, this, yeah. the, the volume because like uh, I think a lot of the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to do this uh, episode is because a lot of photographers out there are kind of like some people I know are, are really slow some people are kind of yeah. just getting by so yeah. like that's one so kind of here well that's you, you guys yeah I mean yeah one of my objectives that I've talked to other photo editors on my team about is that we have the opportunity right now to license work directly from photographers I know agencies aren't going to like to hear that but if something, you know, if we're doing a special project like this thing we just did on the protest, but um, we did the, the first special project we did at the beginning of this in March was um, we did a COVID issue where we did a, a complete takeover of the whole issue covering COVID in different ways. And the time, everybody was shooting the empty streets. And it was even before we started photographing the vaccine labs and the doctors doing research and all that. Before that, we were, I think it was before, before we realized how it was going to impact us, we were looking at the rest of the world, like China and, you know, the West Coast, and we started looking around the world. And we started on that issue, we threw a wide net over what people were doing project-wise and agency work. And we just started, all of us started gathering things and assigning. Um, and I will say what, what happened with that issue, um, there was a photographer in Seattle who heard that I was looking for empty streets. And I actually had assigned somebody in Seattle, Her, um, but she sent me these photos she had done and those went into the mix and she ended up getting the cover, oh, wow. which I always, that's why I always tell people, pitch me whatever you're working on. Cause even if we're sometimes, even if we're assigning and we're doing a big kind of call out where we're just looking around, you never know where the image is going to come from. So that and we uh, we had assigned Gus Powell to go out in the streets and photograph what it looked like on the subway and street when people just started social distancing, and that became an interesting photo essay in that same uh, March sixteenth issue, which we called we called it the COVID issue. Mm. So, yeah. um, and then there were just some cases for that where there were photographers that had gone home, like there was a photographer I hired in Milan because I was looking for recent photos of the empty streets and and she had just gone back. Um, 
she, you know, there are a lot of photographers that go between cities and countries. And so we started keeping lists and, and finding out where people were kind of, you know, locking themselves down in a sense so that we could hire them. Yeah. And, um, I've, I've heard, and, you know, and before that, even before that, one of my kind of goals was always to hire as local as possible, where somebody understands what they're photographing, where they are, the language. And there's been more of that, I think, with story because we've had stories all over the world, you know, that we're doing, um, and we're all assigning. And I, I was actually going to send you links to some of my favorite stories, so you can look at them. But I, look, I, look, yeah, I don't I, know how. You, I looked on your Instagram. Yeah. Kind of, you've been posting some of the stuff. You've yeah. On Instagram, you've done some really cool stuff. Like yeah, um, yeah. Justin. I I try to I try to keep that up to date. That's like um because I'm too lazy to do all that site. <laughs> I try to keep my Instagram up to date. I, I use, that's really the tool I use to just kind of be able to link to people and show what people are doing for us. I mean, I think, and, that, um, I think that's where it's at now anyways, even photographers, yeah. everyone I talk to, I feel like yeah. a lot of people get most of their jobs via Instagram and social media. Obviously they still have a website, yeah. but, but it's like, yeah. um, the website's like a secondary thing at this point. It's kind of crazy. I, it's true. You know, it's true. I mean, I look, Sometimes I look at people's websites and I have to keep in mind they probably haven't updated it in a while or sometimes it doesn't matter if I'm shooting in a place where there's only maybe one photographer. <laughs> like, I have to shoot this. I had a shoot yesterday and I was just like, okay, whoever answer, you know, if I can find a photographer in this place, we will, we will sign them. If not, we'll do pickup photography from an agency or, you know, um, and you know, it was funny because I, last summer I pitched a story on this, um, popsicle making plant in Maine um, and it's Puritan they also have Puritan Medical which is where everybody just saw Trump was there but it's funny because we I you know we did a photo essay there I pitched it as a story and it was going to be a summer popsicle story like you know fun we'll do some video Tristan um, Spensky who lives up there was going to shoot it he shot it it came back and there was a lot of proprietary things they wouldn't let him photograph for the popsicle sticks and everybody's like she looks like a medical story, like because across the street they have the popsicle sticks, and then across the street they have the medical swabs. Yeah. So when all of this started happening in the spring, we kind of put that on hold. You know, we were like, "What are we going to do with this? It's not a popsicle story, and can't run it yeah. as a fun story." But everything became not fun. You know, the news changed, the world changed, and I, I said there was a writer and the editors, and I just, I had heard on the radio one morning that swabs were, you know, in great need and i thought you know this is probably they're probably really busy so the writer went back to them and we ran it as um, a story online about puritan medical swabs and so we were able to kind of take that story and pivot with it wow. and use it because sometimes sometimes we pitch stories that don't you know we never publish because the timing is off or and there were some there were obviously some stories i had on that were ready to be shot for the right before covid so on, on some of those cases, if a photographer had given up work, we were able to do kill fees for them, you know, with, for things that were really canceled and people weren't going to have any work for a while, you know. So no, we also pay a hazard fee on top of our day rate right now. So oh, wow. that, for people yeah. going out. How's, yeah. How, yeah. How's mm -hmm. that work? It's just like, it's just like a set rate for it's a, each assignment or is it? It's an extra amount for, yeah, it's, it's, we, it's part of our day rate. We have a day rate and then we have the hazard fee and that 
I, you know, I think the idea is perhaps you can, if you need to buy equipment or clean, you know, whatever photographers need to do. And, you know, there have been some photographers that don't want to do shoots that I've asked them to do. And I understand they might have a partner and their or a family member at home that has a compromised immune system or they might have a new baby or, you know, in each case, I'm very clear with the photographer. I don't want to put them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. And I let them know. You know, especially if it's somebody who's wanted to shoot for us and hasn't yet, I just told them there'll be plenty of opportunity in the future. I don't want anyone to go out and feel, yeah. you know, they're doing this and they're going to be in harm's way. Yes. And they should talk it over with their family. And, you know, because yeah, I, I sent I, one photographer into a town that was full of COVID. She did a meatpacking story. And I told her they've had, you know, the whole, it was a Cargill meat story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's something a photographers worry about. Yeah. Because, like, Say if you got asthma, yeah, of course. or if you, yeah, like you said, or if you, yeah, or you're living yeah. with people that are elderly, it's like. But then, like, yeah. as you know, photographers, every job they need every job because it's just like, of course, and it's yeah, like, like it's like feeling. So yeah. it's good. It's good to hear that you're like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. once the dust settles, yeah, on, hopefully you'll get another opportunity if you can't do it. Right. I try to be really clear with that because I don't want anyone to go out and feel like I need this money, I need this job because there will be hopefully other work mm-hmm. and. You know, and the work, some of the things I've done, I did a story where I had three parts where I shot part of it in Holland. It was a flower story, part of it in New Jersey and part of it in Africa. And in each case, it was a local photographer. We shot a bride whose um, wedding was postponed in New Jersey. And I explained to her, you know, and this is what we explain when we do portraits. The photographer will be in PPE gear. You decide where they can shoot you. And it's generally outside, you know, of course, six feet apart, but you know, if they're comfortable being outside their house or if they want to meet the photographer in a park, yeah. we've, we've been doing a lot of that because we've had to convince some CEOs that we want to photograph mm-hmm. that, you know, they can just step outside their house if they're, because some of them are quarantining in their homes and, you know, we used to go to their offices or outside their office. So now we're just sending, you know, we're just trying to convince them to let us photograph. <laughs> yeah, that- I mean, it works. So in some cases, it works. Um, and sometimes we've had to use pickup photos. But yeah. Um, generally, yeah. most people have been able to do that. Yeah, because that's one thing I was kind of curious about. Like, has the portraiture aspect of the photography you do been harder? I guess a little bit, like you said. Um, have you guys been doing portraiture throughout this whole uh, pandemic? Yeah. Since- yeah, we have. I mean... So much of what we do, for instance, the front of our book, we call it the snake, it has the different sections and we often get those stories. They're like breaking news stories. So those we do pretty quickly and usually pretty local. So I've done a lot of those where, for instance, I did one on the all when they canceled South by Southwest in Austin. Um, there was a writer down there who went around to different like food trucks and you know, the different people, the bartenders, people that were going to lose income from South by Southwest pulling out. Mm-hmm. And so there was a local photographer and I just had her go around and photograph portraits. We did, por- and we've done a lot of stories like that. Um, I recently did one on mothers, working mothers. And so the photographer will go and, you know, meet. It's usually just the photographer, sometimes an assistant, but generally we're working pretty light an elaborate setup anyway we usually do you know very these shoots are very natural light and mm-hmm. kind of um more environmental portraits so those have continued um all of that kind of work and you know obviously there are things we're working with photographers that are working in their studio and we can just you know we wouldn't do it as us going in and art directing it as sometimes we would have done in the past but just letting them work on their own and then 
sending us the photos. <laughs> yeah. So. And what what's like the what's like the internal conversation within your company, like in terms of like safety? Uh, was that like a was there like a protocol that like they're like informing you to like and how to deal with this type of stuff and how to uh, tr how to work with vendors and stuff? Or is this kind of like a case? Not 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 really. It was case by case, and we. I mean, it, as a news organization, the bigger directive was we. You know, we right away we were. Um, working from home very early on um, in the beginning of the second week of March, I think. can't remember how long I've been here. <laughs> um, so we, like as a, you know, we're kind of a small photo and art team. So we have a lot of, we spend a lot of time on video together in Slack. And, um, you know, we kind of just share our communication. Mm -hmm. But um, so that's been um, interesting. How, how have you... I mean, it's, have you like working yeah. from home? Have you found it? Have you still feel like you're as productive as, as being in the office? Because like I, it's pretty interesting. Like some yeah. of these big like tech companies, like Twitter, they already said like people yeah. work from home. Facebook said they're going to downside their office by fifty yeah. percent over yeah. the next ten years. So uh, how's your kind of yeah. uh, work productivity? I personally, I love it. I mean, there's less separation because. Because I'm often working on shoots in Asia, India, Africa. Those are some places I'm working right now. I'm I get up early anyway, so sometimes it's harder because there's a longer. It's harder to kind of set the limits for time. But I love not going to Midtown. <laughs> Sorry, Midtown. <laughs> I love not. I have a. This is the longest in my adult life living in New York, which has been. I've lived here a long time that I haven't been on the subway or a bus, which is crazy. I've I've only been out on the bike, and I'm really in lockdown. My husband works at home too, so we're and we have a high school here, here so we've been pretty locked down in the Lower East Side, you know, because it's crowded outside, and we're, we don't have a garden. We don't, you know, we don't live out. We don't have a country house to retreat to, or. Sadly, me neither, <laughs> but, um, me neither Jane still working on it. <laughs> oh, good. I don't feel so bad. I mean, at least we have, we have different rooms to retreat to. That's and good. honestly, I'm working in, when I, when I moved to my apartment 18 years ago, my husband and I were both freelance and we built home offices and mine basically over 18 years mm -hmm. of raising a child here. I never worked at home. I've always worked in offices. So it's my photo. All my photo work is here, my own photography. So it became a photo storage closet. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting because sitting in here day after day, I have had to clean it out. And it's been good. For me. <laughs> and just kind of and I have boxes and boxes of photos that were meant to be framed from photographers. So I've been moving through them, bringing them out and thinking, you know, just calling through my life's work, basically, which has been really like, I've really had to confront it. It's made me sentimental, but also um, I realized a lot of this stuff I don't need to keep anymore. <laughs> like every magazine I ever worked on, for instance. Yeah, no, so yeah, that's, been, that's been good. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Another thing that's yeah. interesting about you guys is like, like you said, like you don't just do stuff in the United States. You're doing stories around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like what's the perspective? Like has, has there been, any challenges with the signing work in certain countries versus others? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm working, I've been working on a shoot for a few weeks in um, in India and it's been really complicated and I've actually gone through a few uh, iterations of hiring, you know, hiring and letting go photographers because we were waiting for permission to travel and it's with a Bloomberg team. So they have all this requirements from the police and, and then we just found out, like, everybody has, you know, there's medical testing. So there have been some things like that that have been um, 
more challenging. But for the most part, as long as I'm working local, I find I found pretty um, my Rolodex is very robust now because I've had to do so much research just to find people in different places where I've never worked before. Because, you know, I might in the past, I might have looked at a map and been like, well, can they jump on a train? Is there, you know, if I'm doing something in Spain, can they take the fast train here? And I'm trying to avoid that, keeping people on the ground, just as far as they feel comfortable driving. Mm -hmm. So that's been, um, that's been interesting, too. So if anybody ever needs a tip, (laughs) where to, you know, and that's been good for the world, too. I think there are all these photographers that we're able to hire, you know, and not just hire and also license work from because we're also in cases where we can't shoot or we don't have time or we maybe feel it's not necessary because we need to do, you know, we're running it small. We've been able to license from photographers all over as well, you know, just gather work from them. And when you're licensing work, is it kind of like you're stumbling upon someone's website and then you're just kind of seeing something that might work? Um, Sometimes, generally, it's a little more directed like that. Like, I'll use Instagram. I'll use, I'll look around for somebody. I use Blink a lot. I, you know, I'll look around and see who's, I, I mean, honestly, I use every kind of photo site, you know, that I know of. I look around at all different blogs, and um, I look at Photo Shelter. I just see where people are and where they're based, yep. and then I'll send them out a note. Um, have you covered? Because sometimes it might be breaking news, mm-hmm. and I'll ask them, "Have you have you covered this event?" Or you know, something like that. No, oh, that's interesting. And uh, I was mm-hmm. actually curious to get your opinion because I saw some uh, publications were doing like Zoom. FaceTime portrait shoots. Like I saw the New York Times did some of that. Oh, mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, was kind of interesting, but definitely challenging. I interviewed one photographer, uh, yeah. uh, Jordan Pritchard, a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, he was doing some of that. Did you guys dabble in that at all? It seems like you guys just... Um, we, I haven't, but I do know... You know, we, we have a bigger team of people, too. We have Bloomberg um, News photo editors, and the, we have an online staff. We have There's a lot of us um, that are assigning. So I think that there'll probably be some of that. And I do know that um, there have been some stories where they have used um, people doing selfies and filming their own, you know, filming their own video footage because we use for social media and some of our other verticals and the website we use um, moving images as well. So people have been like, they have had people doing some of that. I, I haven't yet, but I imagine I will. We're trying to be pretty creative about each each story as it comes up. We're trying to figure out how to make the assets for it because we have a lot of features that we're working on as well, special yeah. issues and things. So. Yeah. And did you, yeah. Actually, it was kind of a random question. Did you guys have any issues of actually like uh, actually having the the magazine physically printed, like the manufacturing of it, or that didn't, um, that didn't even stop at all? No, it doesn't stop. The only sad part for me is that I mean, we. Um, we can't send them to photographers because they get sent out only to subscribers right now from the printing plant. Yep. And so we all get a copy. Like for instance, Philip Keith, I'm going to send him my copy because he wanted to get a copy. And I told him normally we have boxes of them in the office and we send them out, mm-hmm. but we're unable to do that. So yep. until we go back to the office, they'll probably be in boxes there for us. But um, I don't know when that's going to be. It's in, we, we don't really know if it'll be in the fall or later in the year. 
So I would love, you know, I would love a photographer. I love photographers to get the printed. I mean, it's exciting, right, to see, especially if you get the cover. Oh, yeah. So I will, um, I just got my copy this week. I get one copy, so I'm going to send it to Philip. So no, it's interesting. that's yeah. an important cover. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. there's actually one magazine I work for a lot, and they actually, they when it first happened, they didn't, for one month, they didn't even print an issue. I don't know. If oh, like, wow. Like Manufacturing or they took one month off, which had never happened, so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I guess, I guess, I don't know where exactly, I don't know all the particulars of our printing, but um, I guess it's still printed somewhere. Um, it. Yeah, the news got the news got to keep coming. Yeah. More, more yeah, than, we're more, making a lot of More than any time, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And another thing, I think a lot of photographers, when this kind of first hit, and even now, um, they, mm-hmm. in terms of like still trying to like market their work, because obviously there's a mm-hmm. pandemic, there's bigger issues than a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still trying to keep the doors open to your business. So uh, like appro- right. approaching marketing was kind of a tough one because people are like, oh, I don't want to be tone deaf to what's going on in the world, but I'm still trying to eat. Right. Have right. you... Did, right, you, did right. you see a slowdown of emails or were you getting more emails than ever just because everyone's no, I'm I'm getting I'm getting more than ever. And I to be honest, I know a lot of people are you know, a lot of people have done the work of them quarantining, you know, showing themselves in quarantine and their how they're dealing with their environment and their city and yeah. I mean I'm open to seeing everything and I always tell people like I never know like my stories often pivot midweek, like with I'll get to that with the protest last week, but you know, I'll be working on something and it might completely change a couple of days later. And I, I don't have a lot of time because we're a weekly. So I could, I'll, I'll remember. And if somebody else is working on a story, we have, you know, our group meetings. I'll say, you know, if you're looking for photos that might work for that story, this person sent me this. And, you know, and I, I still welcome everything. I always tell photographers, you know, whenever I meet with them and whenever I do a bigger group and a review send me whatever you're working on and especially want to see people's personal work but um yes i'm exhausted by seeing every you know we're all you know part of it too i got so much of like what school looks like on zoom and i was like oh my god i'm living that and i don't (laughs) and there were some stories that were told very quickly everywhere and what we're looking for is ways to look at um how this is affecting the world you know and everyone in different ways. And so I never know, you know, where that's going to come from. And it's also good for me because there's been some new photographers that have sent me work. So I, I'm, I'm open to seeing everything. And yes, honestly, I have way more work coming my way than ever before. But yeah, um, before we started this, you, a really amazing cover your, this week, um, Philip Keith, the photographer who actually is based, I think, in Boston, um, around He me. is based in Boston. And yes, he is. I, somehow, I, I, I hadn't seen his work before. I'm glad you guys uh, yeah. used it. Yeah. Um, and I was interested in talking to it for a lot of reasons, just because the protests, um, uh, very important, um, everything going on right now. And mm-hmm. um, we've seen some magazines um, have used... Instead of hiring black photographers, they've hired some white photographers yeah. to cover these yeah. um, issues, uh, very historic times. Um, you guys made the decision to hire Philip, who's a, I believe, African American photographer. We didn't even hire him. I, I'll, I'll tell you how that that was. Um, that's pickup image, just so you know. We didn't hire anyone to shoot. Aside from there was an Atlanta story that one of the other photo editors, Donna Cohen, assigned some. Sto- she assigned photographers in Atlanta for that. But the all the. Um, can I just, do you mind if I jump in here with it? Yeah. With how we, so on Monday when we started work, I, I mean, 
the issue, the cover, everything was a different feature I was working on. And we all started talking about how we were going to handle, you know, there was an op-ed piece being written about the protest and that was, you know, they decided that would be the cover because that often happens where we decide the cover, you know, right, sometimes right before we close, but like we have a few days to work on it. And um, I had just come in and sent an article to the team that it's an older article written by a photographer, but it was just talking about that, about how, um, you know, for a lot of events, often white photographers are hired. So then they get the work, they get the magazine covers, they get the Pulitzer, they get the awards because that's the work you see. And then you want to hire them. And I'm not saying they're not great photographers. There are a lot of great photographers, but I, I came in to the photo group and I said, if anybody is going to license any protest photos this week, we should avoid all agencies, go directly to photographers and make sure before we license it that they're African-American because it would make no sense to not pay them and not to, you know, and they're covering these events all over the country. And I just, I felt very strongly about that. This is not the time to go to Getty and go to AP. I mean, those, they have great images, but if we're doing a cover, we don't want it to be something that's going to be seen on the New York Times and Washington, you know, like it'll be licensed everywhere, right? We can't control, we don't have control over rights when we get something off the wires, you know what I mean? And unless we get it from a photographer. So we, I threw, I just started, I mean, I didn't have a lot of time. So I think Monday night, I started sending out emails to people on my list and he was on my list and some other people. And then I sent it to um, somebody from Women Photographs, sent it around, and I asked people, I said, please just send this list to anyone you know covering protests anywhere. I'm looking for protest photos from the last, from the weekend. And then, you know, it became from Monday, then from the violence. And and so people just sent it around, and it wasn't like I had it. Somebody asked me, oh, I missed your call. I said, I don't know if you do it. I just, I didn't know how else to do it. It just kind of grew and I needed to do it quickly. And a lot of us were pulling images from different places. But um, when we got ready to license them, I actually had to make sure, I mean, I got, you know, there are a lot of people I work with covering the protests in beautiful ways, but they were white. And I thought this would be so irresponsible when these photos, and I cannot tell you we could do like the most amazing book. We had so many photos and so many like, Move, you know, I just spent two days like sobbing and looking through photos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was sure. the hardest, hardest 48 hours of my life. And then, you know, we throw this all on the server. Our art, our art team works very quickly. They all worked on covers. And that cover, I mean, you know, we looked at some, some of the photos I loved were the burning cars in Philadelphia. And that we decided to try not to show the destruction. After a couple of days of seeing that, yeah. you know, it got exhausting seeing it. And we had to kind of think, and I was just like, wow, this image. And we cropped the image of it. So you can see more of that, you know, the person. But it's such a beautiful image. And we've never done a cover because I think because we didn't have to worry so much about the newsstand language. Yeah. It's the first time I think we've ever run a cover as a photo. Like it, oh, wow. they had the, they had the, I can send you the cover, but the, the Bloomberg Business Week recedes its light, you know, mm-hmm. into the image and they didn't put any cover language. Usually there's language all over the cover, so it stands as a photo. Oh. And I thought that was so powerful. And we have such a great team of photo editors, art directors, and everybody, and editors, and everybody's so thoughtful and creative on this. And, you know, it felt, it felt good. I, when I saw that, I was really, I was super touched by it. And I think 
it was great to have be a young photographer, which at the time we weren't, honestly, the photos were all there. We weren't like saying, oh, I love him. I love her. It was just like, here are the photos. Mm -hmm. Let's pick the best ones. Mm -hmm. So, and we weren't trying to pigeonhole anyone or, you know, it was just like, let's just look through photos and pick the ones that tell the story. Cause we didn't have a lot of space in the magazine yep. and we ended up only running a handful and, you know, which is also heartbreaking cause you have so many. And, but now I have this very robust list also of um, African-American photographers that I didn't know about. Yep. So I'll be sharing that with my team. And I just feel like in places that I didn't know too, you know, like in Portland and Florida, it's just, it's enriched me so much too. And I feel really lucky to um, kind of expand my own horizons. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, but, you know, and I try to be pretty thoughtful. I always, you know, we've always been talking about diversity the last few years, but I felt good, especially in light of some of the other covers that have come out this week and, mm -hmm. you know, white photographers. No offense, Alex, but, no, I don't have <laughs> you know, a this is not the moment. This is, no, exactly. Yeah, this no, is 100%. Moment, so. I think it's smart you guys have the yeah. conversation because now more than ever, um, you really have to have a conversation of like, what does this photo represent? What does this photo mean? Yes. And also, yes. it's it's these these African American photographers. It's their story to tell. It's it's their life. Yeah, and, and that's more yes. Important it's than not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want you know I I didn't like I'm not promoting. Oh, we used all these um, black photographers in our magazine because I don't want to add to the noise that yeah. there's a lot of noise right now and there's a lot of. You know, I admire everyone covering these protests, but this is my way. I feel this is my way to be empowered in this moment and that we're, you know, that we can represent this and yep. we can pay people yep. for their work, which just feels so powerful right now. Because if they want to donate their work to a bail fund or keep their money, you know, it's all good, you know, so... Yep. No, but um, I know you got to run, so I really appreciate it, Jane. I got to go to this meeting. Oh, I love talking to you. And if you want to talk about anything else, give me a call anytime. I'm always here. <laughs> hey, I'm start, I'm start, I'm doing. I'm doing. I started this new. One. I'm doing call in shows. I'm doing yeah. it like twice a week, oh, so people can call in yes. on Zoom, and it's like call, it's basically yeah. like a radio show. Yes. I'll send you the link. <laughs> yes, you know I'll do anything with you. It's so much fun, and I I I have so much to talk about. So right. I I feel like I didn't have. So, thank right. you, Alex. Thanks, Jane. Take thank care. you for all you do. All right, okay, bye. bye. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Jane Yeomans from Bloomberg Business Week. Really appreciated hearing her insight and how she's approaching assigning work during the COVID 19 uh, pandemic. So, can't thank her enough. Um, our second interview is with Sasha Lecca, uh, the current photo editor of Rolling Stone magazine. Um, really amazing photographer in his own right. Um, definitely go check out Sasha's Instagram at Sasha Lecca. Um, he shoots really amazing work of this kind of live concerts, musicians, portraits, really amazing work on top of everything he does within the magazine, uh, being the photo editor. Um, so without further ado, we'll get into the Sasha Lecca interview. All right. Well, uh, <coughs> Sasha Lecca, um, welcome back to the podcast, man. Uh, like I said, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, do this, you know. Um, the reason I kind of wanted to do this podcast, this with everything going on, a lot going on in the world, COVID, uh, much more. Um, but I think a lot of freelance photographers out there are kind of like, obviously, work is slow. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on in the world, like in terms of like work or our photo editors still assigning a work, how they're approaching it. So that's kind of my goal to kind of talk to different editors and see how everyone's approaching it. Um, but I guess to start off, I guess like how's the last three months been for you? Um, Work-wise, has this been kind of business as usual, um, or what's kind of the difference been for you with everything going on? 
Yeah, it's been a bit of a daze um, because we are all working. Um, uh, everyone, everyone at Rolling Stone is working remotely now, mm-hmm. and so we're all spread out. And it's, so that's that's different in itself. I have my whole set set up for my office in my living room, and um, uh, and that way I can access you know the, the, the servers and everything. So like everything pretty much is the same, except that I'm not surrounded by the people I work with. And yeah. um, and I I was wondering how it was going to affect us. And I think early on we were we were really worried um, that we wouldn't be able to get issues out, but um, but that's not been an issue. Um, and it's just a matter of pivoting to being a little bit more flexible in the, in the kind of stories we want to tell and how we tell them. Mm. Um, and so my day, de- my day is pretty much the same, although because my office is here now, I'm not used to that at all. And so I it's just end up, you know, working the whole day. Is that something you, is, uh, working from home? Is it something you like? Or are you kind of looking forward to getting back to the office or? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't love going to the office, um, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm definitely, it's never been part of my routine to, yeah. to work from home. So I'm just not used to it. And, uh, and also it's, it, it, it was kind of scary early on about, about how, about what going outside would mean. And, yeah. um, and especially for, I mean, especially for hiring photographers to go out mm-hmm. um and really early on it was i think there was a, a confusion a couple of weeks of, of some real confusion about how all this could work um and so we um i feel like it's it's different now i think there's a i think the words there's a more of a comfort level which is probably a bad choice of words but yeah. but about about what the risks are um just in saying going outside and maybe going to someone's place and you know um but we've actually uh, we've actually done a, a good deal of assignments since this all started um and uh produced some really strong work and and it was just usually done with a little bit of uh extra care and um and planning and a little bit more talking with the subjects about how it could go down yeah, because like how you guys been approaching, um, I mean, you guys do all types of different photography within your magazine, but in terms of like portraiture, because you guys do, you'll do very well-known uh, musicians, uh, amongst other things, how have you been approaching, are you guys still assigning like environmental portrait shoots, or is it, I know some magazines have gone the route of like, like uh, Zoom, like virtual shoots and that type of thing, or how have you guys been approaching that type of work, portraiture and whatnot? We haven't done, and I think the guys online haven't done anything like a remote, uh, like shoot through Zoom or FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen some really good work out there uh, that has been done. Uh, and I mean, I think it, it helps a little bit that uh, a lot of our, like a lot of the, the stories we were starting to cover was more related to the spread of coronavirus and the Indian now it's like the, the, um, the impact of, uh, the murder of George Floyd and, yeah. and the, the protests, um, that, you know, the, the idea of having, of doing a shoot with a big celebrity in a studio, with a big team wasn't really coming up. Um, 
And but when in the in the in the in the cases that we did do a shoot with a with a singer or a, or a politician, it was always you know they were they were just keen on having this the number of people down to a minimum. Mm-hmm. You know, usually a photographer or an assistant, and maybe that's it, and maybe not even that, just a photographer. Yeah, and that's what they would be down to you know to do, and so. So some of the stuff we've been able to do is more uh, like a little simpler, um, but still with really great results. Um, we the the last cover that was out was um, Bad Bunny. It was photographed while he was in quarantine, yep. and um, he wasn't comfortable with a photographer coming, as far as I know. Uh, and but his girlfriend was fairly capable and took some direction and produced a nice set of work that I think coming out at the time it did um, was pretty cool. Yeah, I was actually interested in talking about that because um, I read a little bit about it. Was his girlfriend a photographer beforehand or is it more just uh, you guys kind of worked with her and kind of gave her some direction on like how to shoot that or what was kind of the dialogue to kind of make that work? I don't. Think she, I don't think she was, but she does a lot of his images that he posts to social media, especially since the beginning of quarantine, in which some of these images were were kind of sexy and very intimate and uh, getting a lot of attention. And and so, um, so yeah, with a, with some direction, um, and uh, and the cover is is him on like his roof with the in some in sunset with you know handling his mask and so it's it's kind of a it's definitely of the moment no no it was really interesting like it's just like like you say like he's got to make it work any way possible with these different challenges um like are there any certain shoots you've worked on in the last few months that have been more challenging challenging than others um have you run into any situations where photographers just weren't comfortable with taking work or anything like that yeah, we've done a couple of things, you know, like, uh, I mean, the first, the first big thing we did was, was do a big, big picture essay in print, but, um, uh, and where we hired, I think it was 22 photographers across the country mm-hmm. to give us a glimpse of what was happening, um, regarding the, the spread of the coronavirus in their hometowns. And, you know, that, that was really early on and we, and there was a lot of people, there were some people who weren't comfortable in going out. The people that were, you know, had concerns about safety. Um, and we worked with them on that. Um, and, and even, you know, really put it to them if like, if there was any, any time on assignment that you felt uncomfortable to, to just bail, you know, and don't worry about it. And, you know, we'll still, pay you <laughs> um so it like and so because it was like kind of scary at the time like you didn't know like it was we were still getting all the information and um but that and that and that the, the set of those those images all um most got featured online in separate essays uh there was a, like a large grouping in the, the print edition um where the cover was was um uh governor cuomo new york that George Etheridge shot. He had also done some work running around New York along with um, Natalie Kisar and some other folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and George went up to Albany to, to do that. And it was like, it was, that was basically during a 
presser and he was given a little bit more freedom to move around but still still practicing social distancing you know protocols so yeah yeah because i think that might be some something some photographers are you know they're worried you know maybe some photographers have medical conditions out there so they're worried if they turn down an assignment during this time like they won't get another chance um but kind of talking to you it sounds like you guys aren't really stressing it. It's more of this, if you're comfortable doing it, it's fine, but don't, no. worry, don't worry about it. It's totally understandable. And then that, like, if there was someone I, whose work I really liked and they were like, I'm just not down to, to go out. And, yeah. um, that, I mean, it's, that wouldn't stop me from calling them, you know, again. Uh, I mean, without mentioning any names, there was a photographer I worked with just recently who, um, who early on had, had, done some travel and wasn't sure mm-hmm. like and uh like was wasn't feeling sick but just wasn't sure and and basically turned down a shoot for me um and i found out later it was just just to do the right thing just to not that's good you know put <laughs> put themselves out there and uh so yeah but it's but then you know that person just did something awesome for for me too so yeah it's 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 it, turning on work is uh, if for that reason shouldn't disqualify you from All right. future work now nah, it's good by to anyone hear. yeah no nah, it's good to hear because yeah. you know freelancers it's like you never know where your next job's coming so it's good to hear you guys are you're not worried about that yeah it's crazy and there's some like there's some subjects too that are just like flat out no i'm not comfortable or um you know only one was like yeah come on over like no problem <laughs> just it just be you know but uh but the uh, most of the time, it's been like, um, yeah, okay, we'll do this. But like, uh, they'll they'll just have to sort of stay away and maybe just shoot in the backyard. And uh, yeah, so it's you know, no, it's interesting. And like, what's like the conversation like internally within like your publication in terms of like safety, like rules and stuff like that? Like, I know I've talked some of the people I interviewed. Some companies are offering hazard pay, like it's like an additional fee. Uh, when they're doing like portrait shoots and stuff like that, or how have you kind of guys? What's the conversation internally with you guys kind of going forward, just to uh, this being safety, I guess, whatnot? Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, good question. The um, for those 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 picture those the the big photo essay we did for when this just really broke and was was when the numbers were climbing. Um, those were some pretty aggressive assignments in that, you know, they were, everyone was sort of covering a, a number of things per day and it wasn't, we, and we did offer a higher rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was sort of like a higher rate because it was going to be a long day, but also because of kind of the risk involved. And so, um, uh, we like, but, uh, but also with the kind of caveat as well, of like, don't do anything that would put you at risk. Like, like if they felt like, if anyone felt like, Oh, if I just like jumped in here and that would be this crazy, amazing photo, like just don't do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we sent out with the, in, in those cases, an assignment letter stating all these things, like, please do these things. And, uh, you know, and that included, you know, like if at any point you just feel worried about something, just leave. Um, but the, um, and so, yeah, so we did for those, uh, hazard pay, hazard slash long day pay. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent work, I don't think we have, I think just because it's, I think maybe there is more of an understanding about how to, how to sort of keep safe and they've been 
they've been different situations. Yeah. Um, there's also but, uh, the the question of um, PPE, which which I know there's some really amazing organizations um, that will send the photographers they're hiring um, some masks and uh-huh. and gloves and stuff like that. I I think Bloomberg. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't don't quote me, but just from what I've like been hearing, and um, so I do get that question a lot too. It's yeah. like if I can send out anything, and and you know we're a little bit small organization and so i don't have those resources to do that but what we do let people know is like get whatever you need Mm -hmm. for that and and it'll be you know we'll pay for that uh, you know and expenses got it so at least that yeah you know at least if there's like that or you know like if they're more comfortable taking an uber than taking public transportation you know then we'll we'll do that and you know like yeah so it's it, that's I mean it's like literally the least we could do <laughs> yeah no no doubt but you know, no that's good yeah. to hear because everyone's kind of approaching it differently and you know like another thing I think a lot of freelancers are kind of like trying to figure out right now is like obviously everything's going on it's like a changing environment and but people are still trying to figure out ways to like market their work and it's like should I still just be approaching marketing my work sending my stuff to photo photo editors the same way I used to or is it kind of like tone deaf to what's going on? Um, what's kind of been your experience? Are you still getting the same volume of like emails and stuff from photographers and stuff like that? Uh, I am. Uh, I don't think that's slowed down at all for me, but um, I'm getting a lot more pitches of uh, related to work that you can do over FaceTime or different COVID-related projects. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, personal projects that they've got a chance to work on a little bit more. Um, that that hasn't slowed down, no. Got it. And uh, like, and and certainly, like everyone's like, you know, I, I don't I don't see why it would be a time for you to slow down on to trying to reach people. I think it's probably a good time. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So pitches and stuff like that. You guys are welcome to those ideas. Yeah, of course, and especially since you know a lot of a lot of publications they might have trouble coming up with with uh content for uh you know and if you're offering something that you've been working on like mm-hmm. a, a series of portraits through through windows or whatever you know like there might there might be people looking for that kind of thing no definitely i know like in the last three months i've licensed more photos to magazines than i ever have before so it's kind of interesting like you said like people are just trying to make stuff work so if you got something that'll work for that magazine it's just you'll solve that problem for the editor you know oh yeah like i didn't think yeah if there's yeah certainly there's probably a big uptick in licensing of existing work um i know like certain groups like um like women photograph we're we're um we're sending out um emails about um projects that that were sort of ready to go mm-hmm. you know and um and can pick up so yeah that's definitely happening too mm-hmm. that's interesting and uh you know i think last from last time i talked to you like two years ago when i interviewed you uh you guys were in the process of switching from like bi-weekly to monthly i was just kind of curious how's that kind of transition been um was it a big change going from like bi-weekly to monthly or how's that kind of work been for you it's a big change yeah that happens <laughs> and so we're so there's there's a lot more um more going on on the um on the website so a lot more actual assignments even happening just for like just for dot com and um which then 
could possibly get put up on uh, in the printed uh, edition and vice versa. Things that get worked on for print can also go online. I think it's kind of the, the big struggle for first going monthly is, is that um, the production time is, is the full month and uh, and then um, the, the printing and production time after the fact uh, is a little long is a little long for my my yeah. taste. So a lot of there might be some work that come, by the time it actually comes out on the newsstands, it's a little old. But like because of coronavirus, there's not a whole lot of people getting it on the newsstand now anyway. So you know we we tend to put up those the cover stories um, early after we close. So yeah. it's so it's still relevant, you know. So. Yeah. No, it's interesting. And, uh, yeah, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. I know anybody who follows uh, Sasha on Instagram, you're, before this, you're always out there shooting live music, going to, like, a, a ton of shows. Seems like you're always shooting. Not lately. Not lately. That's <laughs> what I was going to say, man. Are you going through, like, what, like withdrawals of, like, not shooting? And, like, what do, you, what do you envision? I guess no one has the answer, but what are you envisioning going forward? Just, like, I'm picturing in my mind, like, concert venues with like just sprawled out people like you know i you know it's funny that like we've gone through this conversation haven't really brought it up yet but the but yeah that's like it's kind of like when you really think about it it's sort of terrifying for a lot of a lot of segments of uh you know um the creative world and i mean even like even if for for it, it just like the photo business thing like, um like big studios that haven't been able to, you know, that usually have like huge amounts of people working in them for yep. big cover shoots. And, you know, they're, they're all trying to adapt and they're, they're constantly sending out updates on what they're doing to kind of make it, make it possible to work there. And, but certainly with, with, with photographers who specialize in shooting anything that's uh, outdoors, you know, like, like dance or music or you know it's and it's not happening it's like it's crazy i mean it was never really uh i think a a part of like the photography world that that would offer you a really uh a huge amount of money but it was um so like i know that a lot of people who do that do you know obviously do shoot other things as well but the uh but but it, that stings, and especially for the musicians too. Mm-hmm. It's so lousy because we, I mean, for all the musicians that I know, they're all kind of struggling and um, trying to figure out what to do next. And I, I, the only, the only thing I've heard lately is about social distancing concerts, and I just don't see how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, or or drive-in concerts, and yeah, uh, yeah it's know. you know. I'm not down with that. <laughs> no, nah, I know, man. It's like, yeah, because um, a lot of the thing when you look at your photos, it's like you'll be in these like I don't know what venues you're in in New York and stuff, but it's just like packed in. And it's like it's just a lot of the emotion in, in the photos. It's just all those people crammed in. It's like the sweat, the dirt, and just like the energy of it. So now I'm just in my mind, I'm like thinking, like, what are these photos gonna look like next? You know what I mean? I want to, sh- yeah. You want to share that sweat? Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's it's. Um, it's scary. Like there was a, a show in Arkansas um, that we covered, um, and they had like every like like blocks of like every fifth seat was available, and it just looked really sad. Um, um, so I don't know. And they I think they just canceled Coachella yep. and Lollapalooza in the last week, and mm-hmm. 
I was set to go to both and to, uh, even though I'm not really a big festival guy and, but I was certainly looking forward to rage against the machine and, and, um, Nick Cave just canceled officially his show and like super bummed. Yeah, man. Um, and, and I think even our own target for going back to the office, um, I think they're being extra careful like with us is like, uh, is going to be September sometime in September. Yeah. Same thing. My and brother, yeah, same thing. A lot of companies yeah. like that they're pushing all the way till September. Yeah. So that I didn't realize like, that's like 80 plus days away. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and just sort of started really freaking out. <laughs> Cause like, that's like a whole season. Like we're more like we've already done, you know, like half of the spring and, and now we're, basically summer indoors and it's like half the year um that's insane yeah dude that's insane it's nuts um but i guess i know i know you got to go uh but uh i guess for the photographers listening out there it's obviously obviously a lot of people a lot of stress a lot of uncertain time like maybe any kind of advice you'd give to them um just to if they want to keep reaching out to editors and whatnot i mean it's just it's a uh, obviously if you're not if, if, if the kind of work you do really needs to, needs to have huge crews and that's not just possible right now, I think there's a way you can sort of find a way to do some projects that are, that are just you and a, you and you and an assistant or you and a subject and, yeah. and put that out. I mean, I've seen some, like a lot of the social distancing shoots, there's been, there's been some really good work done and, and, um, uh, not just the ones that like we've just I like I there, we just I just shot a band uh, not me personally but signed a photographer in L A to shoot a band and it's going to be the next issue so I'm not going to mention who but like yep. pictures are incredible and it was just it was just her and um so it's there definitely a way of of embracing a, a more creative uh, outlook to 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 get some things done I know um, uh, like Liz Weinberg. Just I think just the other day shared with drone stuff Chloe and Hallie like with it, but it was like it wasn't some just aerial pictures, you know. And uh, yeah. obviously, I think she's flying this drone as if it's where she'd be holding the camera. Yeah, and they're great. Like it was like I mean, and I'm kind of I kind of want to know more about that. Like like because <laughs> I mean, if you if you need to stay six feet away from someone, you could still do a you know a decent portrait. Definitely. Um, and, but they, it seems like they probably said, nah, 20 feet. <laughs> um, so, so I, I'm, I'm only guessing, but like, but yeah, she probably just flew this up with two of their face and it's, it's really, uh, it was really lovely results. So, I mean, um, there's definitely, definitely time to sort of think outside the box if I'm allowed to use that. Definitely. That idiom, but, um, yeah. um, and definitely, definitely share keep sharing your work and um because uh, you know we're we're still trying to assign work and we don't all want it to be exactly the same <laughs> yeah, definitely. um for the next three months and so if you've got a creative way of getting things done it's not a bad thing to share that information so definitely um well uh, yeah sasha man i really appreciate you taking the time i think a lot of people are going to appreciate kind of hearing how you guys have been approaching this within your magazine and whatnot so i can't thank you enough man we're still going, I mean, check, check out, I guess, you know, like I work with Joe Rodriguez and yeah. uh, Griffin Lott. And so, you know, hit, 
hit up the three of us and Maria works also works with us. So, um, you know, just share stuff with us and, um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're on like a Instagram group together. So we're constantly sharing stuff we like, uh, that way as well. So, um, especially when it comes to the challenges of getting something done, um, while kind of respecting these, these kind of safety protocols and and if we if the result is something that looks completely like there's no pandemic outside that's that's great <laughs> cool all right well sasha i let you go man you have a good weekend and uh like i said man thank you so much anytime wear a mask yeah wear a mask all right later sasha Bye. bye. Hi. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Sacha Lekka from Rolling Stone. Uh, can't thank him enough. Um, really appreciated kind of hearing his perspective and how they've been approaching assigning work. Um, so can't thank Sacha enough for taking the time to come on. Uh, definitely go check out his Instagram page. Like I said, uh, Sacha is a badass photographer himself. They're shooting really amazing portrait work and live concerts, music and whatnot. Um, so definitely go give him a follow at Sacha Lekka. Really cool work up there. And our next interview is with Jesse Ryder, the current visuals editor at Wine Enthusiast Magazine. Formerly, he was the photo editor of Golf Magazine. Um, so he has a lot of knowledge and experience within the photo industry. So I was kind of really interested to hear his perspective and how they've been approaching assigning work at Wine Enthusiast. Um, so can't thank him enough. Um, so without further ado, here's the Jesse Ryder interview. All right. Well, Jesse Ryder, welcome back to the podcast. Third time guest, man. Uh, how you doing, dude? It's been crazy uh, last three months, but uh, how, how you holding up, man? How, how's your mindset right now? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, you know, thanks for having me back, first of all. Uh, I don't know if I get an award or, or some sort of prize <laughs> for being a, a third-time guest, but uh, you, I, I'm sure it's it's in the mail. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, things have been going all right. Definitely a few changes in, in my work life since uh, the last time uh, I was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um but um but yeah so far things are things are going okay yeah because uh the reason the whole the reason i wanted to do this because like talking to every, all these editors and stuff because this from talking to so many photographers right now i know a lot of people aren't working as much as they normally are and everybody's just kind of like in this time of like uncertainty and just trying to get a gauge on like our magazine still assigning work like what's the volume like um so i guess like from the beginning of this like quarantine uh to now like how's the kind of workflow been for you is it just kind of been business as usual has like assigning work slowed down has it started to pick up what's kind of been the overall three months in terms of work for you been like yeah it's it's certainly been interesting for sure um I would say that, uh, you know, our office is closed and has been since the beginning of the, uh, the quarantine. Um, so that also meant a lot of other businesses are closed. And now that I'm the visuals producer at wine enthusiast magazine, um, you know, a lot of the targeted photo shoots that I'd want to do are kind of leisurely things, a, a wine tasting room, a restaurant, a bar, uh, those have obviously been uh, affected by the COVID uh, quarantine as well. Yeah. So uh, I would have to say assigning travel stories certainly has pretty much ground to a halt at this moment. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a flip side of that has been that I've certainly been reaching out to a lot of photographers that I haven't been great at keeping up contact with and a lot of new photographers uh, reaching out, asking for stock, seeing if they've shot there. Um, I'm certainly doing a lot of outreach now, uh, which 
I, I did in the past, but it's been a lot more for those travel stories now. And I'm trying, you know, everybody's trying to make it work. I don't want to say fitting a, a square peg into a round hole, but it certainly feels like that sometimes of saying, hey, what's available and how can we make it work for the, the editorial content? Um, so that side of it certainly has, has been affected pretty hard. Um, I hope that that's going to pick up back again soon and I can start sending people back out onto locations to shoot portraits and to cover these locations um, like we have in the past. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's, that's slowed down a bit but still hasn't been as affected is a lot of the studio shoots we do. Um, you know, our food shoots, uh, a lot of our drink shoots, they're definitely just, you know, studio setups. Um, so it's certainly, it's been a change in the industry about how to, to work those assignments. Um, but those still are moving forward, uh, albeit a little bit slower. So it's, it's kind of been half and half for me. Mm. And is the studio stuff, is that something you guys do internally, or is it more you're contacting like still life photographers who actually have a studio? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit, I guess in that respect, it's a bit 50-50. There are some assignments that we want to farm out to freelancers and other photographers, and then there's a lot of stuff that we try to do in-house as well. And and I guess in-house takes on a whole new meeting um, because um, my assistant, Tom, uh, has been shooting pretty his His home has become his studio now because mm -hmm. um, he does a lot of our, our in-house shoots. Uh, so he's basically, you know, he took a lot of a, a gear home uh, when the beginning of quarantine, and he's been been totally rocking it, uh, shooting from home, really trying to find creative ways to, to make everything look unique and different. And, like, in terms of, like, I know you mentioned you kind of doing a lot of outreach and just trying to find, like, existing, like, uh, photos and content or w what have you. Um, where are you kind of, like, looking for photographers' work? And are you finding that uh, are, are, are a lot of photographers reaching out to you, trying to pitch uh, story ideas, this, this content they already have on in their library? Or how's that kind of been working for you? Yeah, it's it's difficult to pitch ideas, uh, I think, to an editorial magazine. They, they certainly do land every once in a while, but um, as most magazine editors and, and people who have worked there will, can attest, uh, there's a lineup of stuff uh, that gets passed down from writers and editors. Um, so while those stories can happen, and I certainly love to hear pitches, and sometimes that's what shapes editorial content from the editors, mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult to, to find that in. Um, but yeah, definitely people have been reaching out to me um, saying, hey, I'm here, I'm still shooting, I have a home set up, I, I do this, I do that. Um, and that's been great to kind of know who has what. I think it's kind of important to hear that because I know a lot of people have been kind of struggling to, a lot of freelancers have been struggling to kind of figure out what to do with their time yeah. uh, to try to stay creative. So yeah, uh, outreach is, is a great thing just to, re just to remind an editor or, uh, or uh, you know, whoever says, hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm capable of, of still doing great work for you, uh, even though we're all under quarantine. Uh, I've been seeing so many people get creative in doing, you know, social distancing portraits and, uh, you know, obviously remote photo shoots are a big thing now. Um, so it's been great to see that. Uh, I guess when it, when it comes back to one of the questions you asked was, um, how am I kind of going about it? Uh, I'm certainly looking for very specific areas and markets. You know, we might be doing a story on, Santa Cruz or on um, the Washington Gorge, but on the Washington side, or the Columbia Gorge on the Washington side, not the Oregon side. So a lot of my searches get kind of specific. So I do look for people in that region. Uh, I might even start by reaching out to the vineyard and saying, hey, has anybody in the area shot for you? Yeah. Um, and then I get in touch with the photographer and I start kind of working it from that angle. Um, 
so it's uh, it's been kind of all over the map. It's been it's uh, saying that it's it's kind of fun and exciting feels weird, yeah. but it is kind of fun and exciting trying to figure this out. Um, like I said, it feels a little weird saying that, knowing kind of the, the problems that everyone's going through right now. But yeah. um, it's been unique to say the least. No, that's um, one of the other editors I interviewed. They kind of said the same thing. They're like, it's kind of made me have to reach out to people that I haven't talked to before. And like, they actually said like they kind of discovered more photographers just cause it, like you said, like you're just trying to make this work in this weird environment. And it's been kind of an interesting time, I guess, cause you, you gotta make it, you gotta make it work any way possible, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's certainly been, um, nice to kind of reconnect with different photographers that I haven't, may not have connected with in a, in a while uh, in these different markets and, Obviously, by market, I mean, you know, location, city, stuff like that. Um, because right now, it's, it's just hard to send anybody to travel anywhere. Um, it certainly adds this extra layer of danger and difficulty when it comes to, to thinking about these assignments. Even the studio assignments, it's, it certainly weighs heavy with who's in the crew, how many people are going to be there, what's going on, or is this area big enough for people to actually stay distant? I mean, when, when I worked a photo shoot normally, I would be on set. It's very easy to walk over to the set and yeah. point and say, Hey, let's, let's move this here. Or let's shift these two plates around or, or change the, the color scheme a little bit. Um, and everyone can kind of huddle around and, and work closely. And now, you know, it's all done on zoom or, you know, WebEx FaceTime. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of, I've, done it all so far <laughs> i have all the different programs on my computer and on my phone and it's it's been uh a, a, just a, an interesting different way of working and it and it kind of makes you think about uh how the industry has evolved in the past and kind of where it's evolving to now mm -hmm. no definitely it's interesting times and is that like a discussion like internally within like uh your guys publication um i'm, I'm not sure is wine enthusiasts is that like part of a bigger like do they own other magazines i wasn't sure if they're like part of another nope no it's just like nope we're, we're kind of our own own separate independent thing yeah and is there like have you guys been having a discussion like internally like you said this in terms of like safety and having these shoots like is there like a protocol like i know i've talked to some um publications and they're actually offering like hazard pay like for some of these shoots um what's mm -hmm. kind of been the conversation within your guys uh company i guess in terms of like approaching these productions going forward do you think um, it's certainly been a discussion. I mean, within the editorial staff, I mean, my managing editor, they kind of listen to us and, and understand that we're kind of experts in this division of the magazine. But for the most part, the creative team, it's me and the creative director and the art director and uh, Tom, my assistant photo editor. Um, we all kind of put our heads together. We talk about it. Uh, and anybody who's worked with me knows uh, I'm an open book. I, I like to keep things in the open and be very transparent about what I'm feeling, and I would like to hear what they're feeling as well. Uh, certainly at the beginning of this, I was listening to a lot of different concerns. Um, I haven't had to talk about hazard pay. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not sending anybody out into the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not covering any protests or any, yes. you know, medical things. Yeah. So that's certainly different. Um but I have had discussions about cleaning fees um, and uh, things like that, sterilization fees, you know, especially when there's a studio and there's people from, you know, let's say I hire a photographer who has their own little mm -hmm. studio in their garage. I mean, a food stylist is coming in, a prop stylist is coming in. Yeah. There might be assistants coming in. Um, how do they maintain safety um, in this era? 
is there enough space for them to kind of occupy safely, you know, work safely? Is there uh, masks on site? I mean, I've been talking with the photographer who's kind of usually the lead director on these shoots about how to kind of think, keep things safe. And, and again, I try to keep the dialogue very open and honest. And uh, if somebody feels uncomfortable, we try to deal with it. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's even come down to, I've, I've been ready to drive some masks over to a photo shoot. It turned out I didn't need to, but you know, I was ready, ready to do that to try to help maintain the safety of the photo shoot. So like I said, it's, it's this kind of, ever-evolving thing and hopefully we'll start to get back to what was once normalcy and we could start being in groups together and and you know kind of collaborating uh closely um but uh yeah. yeah it's uh doing things over the web is certainly it adds an extra you would think that it would make things a little bit easier yeah. um but i've actually found it it kind of adds an extra layer of difficulty it's just another barrier to kind of step across yep. uh somebody's on the set they're designing the set they're arranging the way that they think it should be and then i hop on a web call or the art director hops on a web call and we kind of all discuss it and it it adds time to it as well you know there's just the extra you know hey we're waiting for someone to respond they haven't checked their email or they're working with their kids and they're homeschooling i mean there's all this extra stuff going on so everyone just is trying to be patient and rolling with the punches i think yeah, yeah, and I think it's like, like I said, no, no one has the answers to this. Everyone's just trying to figure out. So that's why I think yeah. it's good. That's why I'm trying to talk to as many people as I can because it's just like interesting. Each company has a different approach, so it's kind of hearing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting hearing the conversation you guys are having, and I think, like you said, slowly but surely we'll hopefully get back on the right track. But it's all interesting. Um, and you know, one thing I think a lot of photographers are struggling with right now, like obviously everything's going on, like mm-hmm. things are slower. And it's trying to figure out, like, is it okay to keep, like, marketing my work to these editors? Like, uh, try not to be tone deaf to what's going on. Like, do you find, are you getting more emails now that everyone's sitting at home? Um, Are you getting less emails since things are slower? What's kind of been the, uh, in terms of, like, incoming marketing materials coming to you, I guess? What's kind of been the workflow, I guess? Yeah, that's actually, you know, I haven't quite thought about it in that in that kind of metric i mean i i can't i don't think i've gotten more mailers or or less mailers i just think they've had a kind of a different theme and a different slant to them um i know a lot of agencies that i've worked with uh you know that represent photographers and stylists they're certainly putting out their newsletters that are promoting their people saying hey Mm -hmm. so-and-so is working from home over in chicago so-and-so can do this over here in texas and you know all they're, they're really promoting their people in their markets about what they can do um, from home, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely gotten several individual, you know, uh, emails from photographers saying, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that, like, I've, I've changed this and I've started doing this project from home. Yeah. Please, you know, and, and it's not it's not an email blast. It's like a personal email that they've sent me. So there, it's been both. Um, which I certainly appreciate. I, I almost wish I was getting more. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, right, maybe, maybe after this podcast, you're gonna get, your email's going to blow up. I was going to say, maybe I shouldn't say that. But no, no. I mean, I certainly appreciate people reaching out. And it's and that's how, as as myself as an editor, I start, I remember who's out there working. I meet new people. Um, you know, there's there have been a lot of lists floating around of uh, um, people covering protests and stuff. And that's been great to, to kind of get into the loop of because while I do know a lot of those names, there's a lot of names that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's great to see as well. And when, again, when I'm searching for, you know, maybe somebody shot at this restaurant or this bar or this, 
place that is somehow wine adjacent, which is in, in my scope of what I'm looking for, um, it's great to know who's out there shooting and in, in, in what markets. No, no doubt. Yeah, and actually, I was, I was curious because, like, uh, anybody listening, uh, Jesse was the photo editor of Golf Magazine for, I think, what, almost mm-hmm. almost 20 years, right? Like, oh, that make me seem way older. It was almost 15 years. 15, all right. Sorry, close, right. 15, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 15, he's a young guy. He started early. He's a young buck. Uh, but how's the kind of transition going from, like, working at Golf, now you're at Wine Enthusiast, like, um, how's this kind of been the transition? Like, I guess I'm, I imagine each magazine kind of works differently and it's a different, mm-hmm. a different topic, but how's it been going for you? Yeah, it's been, it's been great. Um, I certainly love the crew there and the content that we cover. Um, I definitely like, I was never a huge, you know, wine, alcohol, liquor person to begin with. Yeah. Um, I've certainly developed the kind of new appreciation for this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and how it, it kind of helps, uh, you know, different industries and, and things like that. Um, it's certainly a new topic for me. I'm, I'm learning a lot about this kind of beverage industry. And, and um, I certainly miss the sports world and all my, my friends and colleagues from the sports world. Uh, I always kind of have my ear to the ground as what's going on over there. Um, but now for me, everything is, is kind of liquor and wine adjacent, um, which, which I, like I said, I like, I enjoy. Um, and I've been learning about a lot of, new photographers that I've never were kind of never in my purview since I was in the sports world. And now I'm certainly opening up to a different kind of, um, area of photography that I like, you know, the still life aspect I've always loved, but the food aspect is certainly something new to me. And and I, I love that. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't love food? Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm just picturing the office of like fancy wines and cheeses and like, like crackers and shit. Is is that the, is that the office layout for you guys? (laughs) It's uh, unfortunately hate to burst everyone's bubble. We don't drink wine all day. There's not tons of cheese around. Um, we are we're in office. We work. Um, you know, albeit there is a lot more of that wine bottles around and stuff like that. We're not uh, we're not big luscious and not always drinking. Um, I know, I but you know, every once in a while there'll be a you know a new bottle of wine. I remember someone brought in some wine that was homemade one time and we got to try. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, but uh, no, it's a uh, it's a normal office. No, no different from any other magazine, I think, other than that we, we cover wine and not sports or, you know, running or music or anything like that. So Yeah. Are you, are you kind of handling the photos for both the website and print? Um, or how does that kind of operate for you, I guess? Mainly, I'm in the print realm. Okay. Um, and I certainly do a lot of uh, help in, and working in, in tandem with the, um, the art director on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to, we try to tag team some stuff. We work on stuff and certainly we try to collaborate on as much as we can. Um, you know, anything that ends up in print also ends up on the web as well. So there's a whole process of, of getting that stuff onto the web that, that I help facilitate too. Um, yeah. No, no, it was good. I was looking at the website today. You guys were doing some really good stuff. Like you had like, I think it was like 98 black owned wine labels across the globe this kind of profile in different uh, black-owned businesses, which was re- I thought was really good, uh, really good thing to kind of, kind of support that movement, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting watching that come together. It started off as a, a small list, obviously, and it kept growing and growing and growing. The more research and the more people dug into it and the more contacts they reached out to, um, you know, there's this whole, you know, genre of this, uh, this, you know, beverage industry that people don't really think about too much. And, um, it's there and it's thriving and whatever we can do to help this industry as a whole lift itself up, uh, the better. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's been an interesting conversation, obviously, with everything going on and even just kind of following different photo editors and photographers. And it's kind of there's been even this on Instagram. Everyone's just got there's this kind of like a dialogue going on. This kind of people kind of being more proactive, like, hey, we got to we got to really think about diversity going forward, you know, like make it make it a point, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. But certainly, you know, everyone's going to have to start thinking differently and reacting differently. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Well, uh, Jesse, man, always a pleasure talking to you. I guess just to wrap up. Like, Likewise. Any any advice mm -hmm. for the photographers listening out there? Obviously, it's tough times, but any advice for them or if they want to reach out to you, like they got work they want to show you, anything, any uh, tidbits of advice for them? Yeah, I just say reach out. Um, you know, don't don't be discouraged if you think you're being ignored. I mean, it's been said on your podcast a million times. You know, people are busy. Um, things happen, um, and it's not just work life; it's, it's home life as well that can get busy. Um, so be persistent, and you know, just make sure that you continue to work and do the work that you enjoy and, and love. And um, you know, it will work out, and this too shall pass. I mean. It may be different, but, you know, eventually we're all going to come out of quarantine and things are going to begin to resemble what we remember as normal and uh, albeit with a new slant. But, you know, things this too shall pass and things will, will begin to come back online. People start traveling again. And again, everything will, will begin to equalize, I think. I like it, man. One, you're one of the most positive guys I know, Jesse, so I appreciate it. Uh, thanks. I think uh, we got to try to stay positive as much as possible. You can't let yourself kind of wallow in, you know, the sullen attitude. Uh, we got to recognize what's happening in the world and do our best to make it a better place. Yep. Yeah. Brick by brick, we're go we're gonna get back. Definitely. But hey, I also want to say thank you again so much for not only having me on, but all these other great guests you always have on. Huge wealth of information. Thank you so much for continuing to do this. Yeah, it's been no, great. No doubt, man. It's uh, it's like it's like uh, photographic therapy for me. So it's uh, it, it's ha it, it's just as much for me as that for everyone else. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, keep it up, man. It's been it's been great, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. All right, cool, Jesse. I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks a lot, Alex. Talk to you soon. Peace. So there you have it. That was today's episode. Um, I know a little different than my usual format, so I hope you guys enjoyed it, learned something. Um, I know I did because, like I said, I've been trying to figure out how to navigate this new world we're living in and how to approach finding work and handle assignments and whatnot during COVID-19. Um, so I can't thank uh, Jane Yeomans, Sasha Lecca, and Jesse Ryder enough. I really appreciate them taking the time out of their schedules to come on the podcast. I know I really appreciate it and learn stuff. Um, I'll be putting their, their links in the uh, description so you can go follow them on Instagram, see more of their work. Um, so definitely go check them out. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, as well as on YouTube now. It's the photo banter on YouTube, different uh, the video versions, as well as I'm doing a new call-in show. Um, so I'm going to be doing Zoom call-ins. I'll put the link in my Instagram page, at Alex Gagne Photo. I'm doing one tonight, uh, Friday, June 12th from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to call in, talk photography, business, or whatever, um, just call in. The Zoom link will be in my Instagram page. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and take care.